Hello and welcome to the Southern Cross Stadium for tonight's match. It's the Sydney Uni Flames in Canberra against the Canberra Transact Capital as the teams are being introduced. Craig Riddell welcoming you here for a new year, although it's the same old season. And it's the Sydney Uni Flames up in second position, taking on the Capitals, who are in the top four, but are precariously positioned. Michelle Hocking, welcome back to... WNBL on sportradio.com.au Thanks Craig, no, it's great to be back and you're right, the Capitals are, you know, it's pretty important game for them tonight, they are in the floor but they're, uh, you know, holding on to their third spot it is and, you know, they've got an important game tonight and another important game tomorrow as well, so, uh, you know, the Capitals will be really focused tonight on, on doing the job against this city. Give me outfit, you know, who has got such great depth and such talent. And you just have to look at the stats from last week, you know, 104 points in a 40 minute game. That's some serious firepower. And, you know, I think they had four or five players in double figures uh, Porter, Toto, Veal, uh, Domkins, I think it was. You know, they all really contributed some big numbers. Well, Kelly Abrams being presented with an award for. Uh, well, she's getting very close to 200 games, so uh, there is a, uh, an award, uh, sorry, but uh, she's getting very close to 200 games for the uh, Canberra Transit Capital, and uh, in fact, Kelly Abrams, the captain of the team, presenting a check for the RSPCA. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. For, uh, well, some more charitable work that the Capitals do tend to do right throughout the season. That's right, and you know, talking about Kelly Abrams, she is one of the uh, longest-serving players in the team, and she wouldn't have had what by her standards a standout season, but she seems to be in the last, well, leading up to the Christmas break, and and certainly in from the stat sheets last week, she seems to have struck a little bit of form, which is good. We'll hear from the coaches whilst the national anthem plays in the background. Hi Karen, uh, big weekend last weekend. Just got a big score against AIS. Do you expect tonight to see a similar sort of game? No, I think uh, last, uh, last week's game was probably a reflection. The court service was a little slippery and defence was a little a bit of a problem, but both teams got an unbelievable percentage um, in AIS and, you know, I think this one will be a lot uh, tighter. Surely defence will be the key to the game for both of you. You've both got players that can put big numbers on the floor and really make an impact on the game. Have you focused on that this week? Uh, we've been focused on that for the whole season, but, um, you know, sometimes it comes to play, other times it doesn't. But Especially something that we have to get done if we want to have any chance of trying to win this championship. So it's been a focus of ours and it's been a goal of ours for the last, um, you know, since the beginning of the season, but definitely more in the last month or so. And obviously Canberra is one of the teams that are in the top four, so, and you've got a 2-0 and zero at this point for the season and you want to get the first. Yeah, obviously every game's important from here on in and um, I think we've only got six games to go and I think if we can get a win in this game, it'll probably consolidate us in the top two. So there's a lot riding on this game and, um, you know, I, as I said, they're a tough team and, um, yeah, we haven't played them, I don't think, since October, so it's been a while. Okay, good luck for tonight. It is, look, I mean, we're, we're third on the table, Sydney ahead of us on second. They've already got the split, but we're about winning games right now and winning big ones. Great rivalry against Sydney. Um, you know, huge respect going both ways, but this is going to be a quarter. And they've got some players who put big numbers on the board. You know, but I guess you've talked about this, that this week, but conversely, you've got some guys that can do the job for you as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're, you know, an offensively potent team. Porter's having an MVP season. Poto's been in good offensive form. But we've got some great defenders, you know. So there's some good evener-uppers there. You know, plus we, we generally have a real real spread of scoring. We don't know who's going to score double figures each week. They know Porter's going to take 25 shots. Um, I don't think we can stop it, but it's about, about making it tougher and it's on a different things and critically locking up the others. So it's uh, it's going to go be, a, be a game of offense versus defense, I think. And, you know, Bishop got in early foul trouble last week and it's been something that's plagued her throughout her career so far. I guess tonight it's important she doesn't for you. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, she's going to be a great defender one day. She's, like, she's still learning. She's 19. Um, you know, big players always get fouled more than the, the, the plays run inside. And I think if she learns to play with space, she'll be great. I mean, she's got great quickness, great strength. And, and it's a great challenge for her tonight. When she's focused, she can play. I think she's, she's looking forward to this one and say, well, hey, she can have a crack at Porter. She's got nothing to lose. She's the rookie and young kid on the block, but this team's going to be special. I think she's going to be a, a world-class defender. Great. And it also, I mean, Krista Hayes last week, for you guys, from looking at the stat sheet, seems to really step down. She's starting to find her spot in the group. Yeah, absolutely. I think it takes time to, to you know, come into a group, particularly a team like ours, that there's a certain culture in place. But she's trying to rebound the ball well, get to the right spots offensively, and, and I think that helps us. We need some depth in our team, and she's starting to get a feel for it. Good luck tonight. Thank you. So both coaches pointing towards defence as being the offence of the game. Michelle Hawking, it is interesting tonight because these two teams have had such a terrific rivalry. And I know even when you were coaching the uh, team, you always wanted to beat Sydney. Absolutely. You know, it's been a rivalry that's existed for, well, I coached over 10 years ago. So, you know, it's been around for a long time. And particularly, I think, probably in the last five or six years that where Sydney and Canberra have been sort of the two teams that have been generally battling it out, along with Adelaide, of course, you know, through the final series. So, um, you know, there's a lot on the line. There's a lot of feeling between the two clubs and uh, a lot of a lot of pride, I think, goes into these games. And it's always a good game to come and watch. And you did right. Defence tonight is going to be the key. And uh, both teams pride themselves on being able to stop teams um, it's interesting what uh, Graffy was talking about. Was, you know, Porter is going to come out and she's going to get 25 points for the game. You've got to expect that. You've got to make her work as hard as she possibly can to earn it. The key is to keep some of those other players off of the scoring board. And, you know, Toto's been having a good season. Um, and some of the other girls from time, you know, Muscle White will chip in, Donkins will chip in. Heel of late has been starting to find some numbers. So, you know, there's a big defensive job there for the Cats because I think... Of the two groups, the Sydney unit is looking much more cohesive as a team than the Capitals do um, at the offensive end of the floor. Having said that, we haven't seen them play for a few few weeks now, so... Some stats we'll be looking out for tonight, and that is Kelly Bevelacqua. Well, she knocks 38 points down. She will have scored 2,000. If we look at, uh, well, games-wise... Kelly Abrams, I mentioned before, she's four games away from 200 with Canberra. That should mean when she faces Bendigo here, it is going to be her 200th game. And that is uh, probably fitting that um, a 200th game will be coming up uh, against the club in the area that she has um, that she has grown up in, the Bendigo spirit coming from Ballarat. Now, on the other side of things, Alicia Poto needs two rebounds to 500. So, Matt Porter, 10 defensive rebounds to 1,000. 
And, uh, well, Eva Akiaki, she'd had a night out and set all sorts of records if she was to get the 69 points that she needs for a thousand. She has the 69 and I think the Cats are going to win the game. It's <laughs> going to be a very long and arduous road. It is the Capitals on the court. Beatty as Beatty Bishop. Bevel Aqua, Abrams and Biddy, the 4B, and it's A and 4B, <laughs> as uh, Eric goes out there, Porter goes to the centre circle, Veal, Toto, and Muscle White. Interesting, Sydney, not sure which way they're going for a moment, Eric is all over the place, they finally get the match-ups right, ball in the centre and it's tipped away, Biddy gets a tip away, goes to Bevel Aqua, Playing in the front court is what confused them. He'll try to kick the ball away. Bishop Pot jumper from the low post on the right hand side is not there, but the ball as it goes over the baseline coming off. I think Beatty was crashing through, and it will be a Sydney Uni ball. It was a good look to start the game, didn't knock it down, but still a good back to the basket move. That's what we want to see from Bishop tonight. Porter with the ball in hand, working around the arc. Three-point block jumper rattles off the iron, and Bevelac was happy to see it over the sideline. And she will, uh, well, get the inbound pass from Abram. That's right. It'll be interesting to see what Porter does against Bishop. Because Bishop had some problems with fouls early in the game in recent uh, games, so it'll be interesting to see if she goes inside a lot. As it goes inside that time to Bev, uh, to Beattie, outside to Bishop, then to Biddy. Biddy watched by Porter. That got Bishop free in the corner, but Porter comes back to Biddy now as she gets the hand off. Biddy drives into the paint, meets a wall of defence. Rachel Herrick is stopping her progression, and Poto and Mucklewhite able to wrestle the ball back. Still gets the pass on to, uh, to Porter, and Porter with a long range two, just inside the arc, manages to get the first score for the game. Now, oh, they scored an early offensive foul on Bishop there. One player I didn't see warming up tonight but did play in that two-game series before Christmas for the Capitals was Kelly Hammett. So uh, I haven't seen Kel here tonight. She was on the bench. She, she was on the bench. Up, yeah. Okay, then. So she is still working out with the Capitals. There's a big ass coming in for that two-game road trip, that's for sure. Sydney yeah. bring it down the floor as the Caps are ineffective in offense. Oh, Muscle White, she's gone for a travel. No, she hasn't. I thought the travel came before Abram slapped away her arm, but it was not the same way as the referee saw it, and that will mean that it'll be a ball into the side. Poto gives it to Veal. Veal with the close crop hair and the 32. Plus, jump a foot was on the arc, Beattie boxing out in front of Herrick. And it was interesting that they didn't go for Herrick in the centre circle. Three-point attempt from Diddy, and that gets the crowd to their feet. That's an ominous sign. Oh, long-range bomb, and it was Porter sitting underneath, unattended. It's hard to support defensive transitions in the capital. And a feel from Muscle Oh, she was energetic there. Beattie doesn't look like her head's in the game just yet, and we heard from Coach Graff how important that is for the Capitals. Beatty this time goes in short to Bevelacqua. It's in the backcourt with, uh, well, not full-court pressure, but Veal is there. Veal, body-to-body with Bevelacqua now. She goes over the top, gets it inside the Bishop. Bishop puts Musselwhite to the floor, gets a pass away to Abram, and Abram, from the low post right-hand side, makes the bucket. Good unselfish play from Bishop, then. As Porter drives down the baseline, left-hand layup. That was beautiful. She knew she couldn't do it with the right, so she put it with the left and converted. That was just great, strong drive to the basket. Oh, poor lob over the top that time from Bishop. 
and she has seen the ball turned over again. It's five points to six. Sydney winning toward another long bomb, and it is again Sydney moving out. Eight points to five. Quarter eight, isn't it? Quarter eight, capital five. Might be beating. <laughs> goes left side to Abrams. Over the top to Bishop. Abrams cuts baseline. Bishop goes out to Beattie off the other side post. The jump shot from Abrams isn't good enough. Bibby gets the rebound, but cannot put it back. Poto transfers quickly over to uh, Porter. And Porter again for three. Rattles off the iron. Bevelacqua and Beattie rattle it amongst himself. Bevelacqua comes up with the stat. Down the right wing, pulls up, oh, loses the dribble in. Oh, Beattie driving in. That is a fantastic layout by the big girl. A great job. Good, strong drive to the basket from Beattie, and she had such good control of her body on that. It was one of the great things about Lauren Jackson's game in the early years, the way she got her body and the dribble going, and it was very hard to defend. Absolutely. As Beal brings it back now, bounce past to Herrick. They're on the perimeter. Gives it to Beal right hand side. Beal goes back to the center, finds Musselwhite. It is hot in Southern Cross Stadium, and we have capacity crowds still rolling in as it's 6 minutes 21. Musselwhite's left hand jumper drops, and it's a three point advantage to Sydney Union. Long bomb from Bibby. Bishop does the rebounding, and that means she gets to hold it up as Bevel Aquin now sets the play. It's been a pretty fast and furious pace to start this game, Craig. Four minutes, hardly any uh, clock, hardly ever stopping. And a charge call on Beal against Beattie in the paint. And, well, that is the first time the clock has stopped since uh, probably the ball, uh, probably since the uh, Abrams foul in about the third minute, of about the first or second minute of the game. It's been a long flowing match. It has, and you know, the captain's got three team fouls for the quarter, and two of those have been offensive, so they need to just be a little bit smarter with what they're doing tonight. Ball, oh, Musselwhite does manage to get back onto the dribble that she lost. Poto there, has it sucked away by Bevelacqua. Inbound ball goes to Porter. Herrick down on the baseline, has picked up the shot, and a big crowd of Sydney supporters here to uh, support the Flames as the foul has been called. Yeah, look, and that was just a, a defensive breakdown by the Capitals there. You know, Bishop went for the uh, anticipated the steal, missed it, caused the rotation for beating, and she got beaten back to the basket. And Bishop on the trail, now the second foul, I think that is. Yeah, is her second. Bevel Aqua brings the ball down the left-hand wing as the bonus was made by Herrick. Oh, Jeff Beatty. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a pass over the top to um, Beatty or whether it was supposed to be a shot for three. Oh, Musselwhite loses the ball but still manages to put it in from almost behind the backboard on the baseline and Terry Graff can't wait any longer. She has to pull the record. Yeah, look, perhaps we need this time out just to get some... Uh, a bit, of a bit of poise, a bit of composure at the offensive end of the floor. They're looking a little bit sloppy. Their ball handling's not good. Passes aren't looking very strong. So I'm sure they'll be talking about that. What's the defensive end of the floor? I don't actually think they're doing that bad a job. You know, Musselwhite's made some damn tough shots and, uh, you know, caught as hard to defend at the best of times. So I think really it's about getting some organisation and composure at the offensive end of the floor. One of the worries for Graffy, of course, is that, you know, the foul count at the moment, the Cats have got four. 
Sydney haven't got any, and there's still five and a half minutes to go. So that's a real danger against a team like Sydney. It is indeed. Jeff Tripp working with the scorers at the moment to try and get us our internet score. So uh, we look forward to being able to give you some more stats in the next few minutes. But at the moment, with five minutes 25, it's 15 points to seven. And a six-point lead at the moment. Check that. An eight-point lead at the moment. And uh, no matter how many stats you give me, Mish, it's never going to help my man. As, uh, well, no change in the lineup for the Sydney Uni Flames. Nat Hurst comes into Jeff Pitty. So, Nat Hurst's a feature in uh, this week's program, too. And it was very interesting to have a chat with her for that uh, program um, profile because uh, certainly has been on the up and has been told that this is her team next year. Not that she will necessarily be captain, but she will be the point guard, the oh. starting point guard. Have a turnover from the Capitals there. And Poto takes on Bishop. This time, oh, Poto gets last touch, and Karen Dalton doesn't like that at all. Inbound pass now goes to Bevel Aqua. Bevel Aqua brings it straight up. I'll tell you what, Michelle, this is one of the best crowds we've seen here at Southern Cross Stadium all year. Only about 10 seats in the corner at Arms Hill. It's a great crowd, and considering we're still in school holidays. Bishop, three players, pick up! And Porter and Fowler on the way through. She's going to shoot the ball. <laughs> wow. In fact, she gets two bonuses for that, doesn't she? No, no, no she's only the one. She's the one. I'm thinking of a foul. If she was fouled and it didn't go in, she would have got three shots. She would have got three, exactly. Yeah. But no, she made, made that three. It's a long way out. That one, let me tell you. Was indeed. Oh, Molly, big hand. <laughs> Molly Lewis not playing for Sydney Uni tonight. Um, Sydney needs to make sure they qualify a couple of the girls that have only been playing home games. And Lewis, having changed over mid-season from the AAS, obviously isn't going to qualify. As I saw Michaela Donkins and Eva Afiaki, uh, not in yet, but Michaela Donkins is. Michaela Donkins lines up for three off the front of the iron, and Beattie pulls it in. Eventually, with those big long arms, he gets the dribble back tonight, gives it off to Perth. Perth, right side to Beattie, then on to Bevelacqua, who drives the baseline, Deal gets in behind, and slaps the forward, and it'll be a cap ball. Yeah, you know, Hurst has come into the game. I assume that she's been told to get out there and create some offensive spark uh, for the Cats and, um, and make sure that she does a job on photo. Beattie now in the paint. Turn, pull up, jump shot is good! And she gets the bonus too. Claire Stevenson is saying that it was Atiaki who is out there. I thought I saw her out there. Has been called for her first personal foul. So two quick fouls against Sydney after the timeout. And the Cats are back to two points with Beanie having a shot at the bonus. She can close it down to one. It's been a good, they've come out of the break, just far down the one, Beattie making that one. they come out of the break and, you know, they've really stepped it up defensively and offensively they've been a little bit smarter with what they're doing. 15 plays for the four minutes left as Neil and her, the two former teammates, just having a bit of a uh, bump and shove coming down the wing that time. Porter has the ball in hand on the right 45. She looks left, looks right, takes on Beattie. Oh, and uh, takes on Bishop, sorry, takes Bishop's third foul, Krista Hayes, comes into the game. 
Yeah, look, that's certainly not a situation that Bishop or the captain won't be for that matter, but Krista Hayes, from looking at the stats, she had a good uh, outing last week for the Capitals, and, you know, she played some important minutes when, again, Bishop had some early foul trouble. So, uh, you know, I think um, whilst it's not a situation that the Caps actually want to be in, we know that Krista Hayes has been doing a good job for us recently. I'm trying to work out whether... Um Karen Dalton is putting up three fingers there or two. I just can't quite work out what Karen's doing. But um, it's Graffy now calling the girls to go in and have a team meeting whilst the stats are being worked out. And it seems to be confusion over how many fouls it is Bishop. Bishop has got three by my count. Three by and, nine. And uh, now Fanny Tomley is trying to work out. No, it's two. Is it three? That's the question that's being asked. The cats break out of their huddle, and uh, we need Krista Hayes. To to confirm what's going yeah, on. Krista Hayes is going to uh, check into the game. She does so now. Porter ooh, rattles the first one out. Porter has uh, has been having a uh, MVP year. There's no doubt about that. The second one she nailed, and they're out to a two-point ball game. Just to let you know, um, Matt Porter has been shooting at about, um, oh, we can believe I can't see it 73% for the season. Caps turn it over as Toto comes up with it under the basket. Two-point advantage to Sydney, three minutes and 35 seconds to go. Gets Afiaki, then into the wing, goes to Beal, goes to Poto now in the paint, and she manages to jam it up there. The small ball almost getting caught between the ring and the backboard, but eventually got the shooter's roll she wanted. Absolutely, and it was just great. Flash cut up, and she just beat them like we're off the mark, and uh, good feed. Well, Poto's still got a few years left in here, you'd imagine, and we know this is Tully's. Last season in Australia, second last season of basketball, as Perth gets banged up on the left wing, has to go to the centre, four seconds left, they go out of the corner, Bertolacqua puts up the shot, she fouls in the three-point zone, and Beal is having a chat with Claire Stevenson, and Beal will sit down. Michael White comes back in, and Kristen, well... She uh, would be used to uh, some tough nights here in the nation's capital. Not only on the uh, receiving end, I guess, but also on the, uh, well, on the giving end. Bevelacqua makes the first. She's got two more. Second one, rattles out. So it's a good foul at the moment for Bill. Seems that way. <laughs> if you're trying to make something out of it. That's right. Third one's on its way, and it's all next. Bevel Aqua, 82% from the charity shot for the season. So uh, only 66 attempts at the line. As Muscle White at the Archie round the perimeter gets to Duncan. Dompton now looking around over the top, gives it to Porter. Porter goes to the corner, Dompton's there, inside Daffyaki. Hey, watching her, getting double teamed by Bevelacqua, uh, who collapsed in on her, but Daffyaki has such body strength, still able to put it in. Yeah, she's, you know, she had a slow start to the season with injury, but she's certainly come back well. And Beanie's going to get another trip to the line as a high ball going in. Timeout scored by Karen Dalton, but uh, Beanie just 
taking the using Beatty's height to her advantage, putting it up high, and uh, eventually the uh, fouls are starting to come. The capital play now, the capital in the bonus. Absolutely, that's right, and that's a great position for them to, to be in now, considering where they came from, where you know four zero foul count, and now like, with four minutes left to play in the quarter. Right. Two exactly. minutes. We've only played two minutes for them since that timeout, and they've now got five fouls on Sydney. Exactly. So you know that's a They've done a very good job, and I guess Sydney might be asking what the job the rest have done. But, um, you know, they haven't been happy about a couple of those fouls. But, you know, the Capitals have done a good job. And I think the key is that they've actually uh, pretty much gone back to going back to, you know, putting the ball inside as they did on that, on that occasion and, you know, putting Sydney under some pressure and really making them work for the stop. I think, um, you know, one of the things that's happened since, uh, particularly since Hurst has injected into the game is that the guards have had to uh, work a lot harder. That she seems to be, even though she's not making any, any points at this stage, she's creating opportunities is always a threat. So, you know, she takes the pressure off of the big guys by uh, making the focus on her defensively. So, you know, that's, that's working well for the Cats. Herrick. Johnson, Musselwhite, Porter and Poto out there for Sydney. It's first Beattie, Hayes, Abrams and Bevilacqua for the Capitals. And uh, Beattie goes to the line to shoot too. First one is all next. So far, Beattie has been shooting... Extremely well from the uh, free throw line. She's actually shooting at uh, 54%. Uh, no, sorry, she's 60% for the season. So this time, well, as the ball comes up the floor, Muscle White oh, throws it straight into Bevel Aqua. It's out. Hit the ref on the way out. And uh, we will have a uh, Sydney ball. Porter drives down the left lane. Too hard off the backboard. Beattie cleans it up. She eventually takes off herself. Then hands off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua has got Sydney in a zone defense at the moment. Outlets to her. Bang! She pulls the trigger and the Caps are in front. And that's exactly what I was talking about. She creates so much space. Porter comes back on that one with a two-point shot from the corner. And makes it. 22 plays 21. It's back and forth with a minute and 45 seconds left to go in the first quarter. It seems like a much longer game, particularly in this heat. Hurst over the top to Beattie. Oh, Beattie's pass to Bevel Aqua. Well, Tracy Beattie would have caught that right about a bit high. Bevel Aqua didn't have the spring. No. Inbound ball from the side in the backcourt. Sydney only finds. Over the top, they give it to Herrick. Herrick now goes to Porter on the perimeter. Porter, oh, just drives through Bevel Aqua. Ball on the floor. And eventually, Krista Hayes is going to come up with a foul, called on a charging foul, her first personal, and Jerry grabs hands on her head because the Caps have done a great job of defending that play. They have. You know, Chris has done a great job of getting there and helping on the penetration, and uh, that's important. Just, you know, you need to be a little bit careful that when she goes on that help that the arms aren't coming down. So she's getting good body position, but... I just got to keep those arms straight up. The girl they call Moose makes both, and Sydney are out to a three-point advantage. 24 plays 31 with a minute and 15 seconds. 
left on the clock. Hurst goes left side to the corner. Bevelacqua kicks it back to Hurst. Face the three, goes right side, gives it to Abs the three. Looks a bit too hard. Off the ring and into the hands of Muscle White eventually. Muscle White over the top. Oh, can't get it through. Pass. Hey, hey, puts it in front of Hurst. And Hurst can't be stopped. And Hurst breaks the intercept now. So, Hurst gets the turn around. It's a one-point ball game. And the Cats have the advantage with 45 seconds left. Bill's going to come back into the game as Abs holds it up. 17 seconds on the shot clock. Abs goes left then right, but stays on the right-hand side of the court. Now comes to the left side. The bounce pass was in front of Hurst. Goes to Beattie on the handoff. Goes back to Hurst. Doesn't drop. Chaps trying to hold onto it. Dawkins throws it over the baseline. And with a new 24-second clock, 26.9 seconds on the game clock, and Sharon Graff is getting a warning from the ref. Well, not so much a warning yet, just asking her to calm it down. As Claire Stevens calls for the, uh, ref Claire Stevens calls for the substate play. Hurst comes in for Marshall White. Abrams spin down the ball for the catch. The crowd right behind him at the moment. Hurst gets the inbound pass. They don't have to rush it. They've got plenty of time. Hurst double team. Slopped over the top to Beattie. Beattie finds Abrams. Great press up from Abrams. That's a fantastic 20 seconds of play there, you know, with the um, quick basket from Hurst and gets the steal. They come up with possession. Make Sydney play D for a good 20 seconds and get another score. Turn the game and they've got the lead. One point advantage as Porter puts up a big three point attempt from half court. Oh, it's Natalie Hurst trying to do everything here. She certainly livened up the cats when she came into the game. Yes, she did. She's really come off the bench. And it's something that she knows is expected of her in this group is that, you know, she's probably, you know, in reality pushing to be a starting player in this group. But it's what she's able to bring to the group from the bench that's really, really critical. She knows that. She understands her role and she comes on ready to play. I think it's a sign of her maturity that, you know, a couple of seasons ago she wouldn't have been able to mentally um, apply herself in that way and, and she's really matured as a player and, you know, the proof's in the pudding, she's having a great season. She is indeed. We'll be looking at the stats here at quarter time. Haven't got them live stats yet on wnbl.com.au but we're sure that will be rectified eventually as, uh, well, 25 plays 24 and in fact, uh, 25-24, the cash teams that are credited on this scoreboard as the light team, not the dark team, even though they're in the dark blue, and Sydney's in the white. Numbers, Craig. Dark numbers, dark team, light numbers, light team. Oh, very confusion. <laughs> if there is any truth in that at all. There is truth in that, I swear. But that is, that is the actual rule that the numbers are supposed to dictate. All right. Well, that means there was five team fouls, or over five fouls, for the Cats to four, which I got it round backwards. The stats have been handed to us now. As uh, it is interesting to see the point score for Porter. Her scored 11 of 24 points for Sydney. Yeah, if you look at the stats just quickly, the, the scoring is much more evenly spread across the capital group with, uh, you know, you've got Beattie with seven, Hurst with five, Fisher's got four, and then there's a couple of them that Kelly Abrams has got four, and a couple of them have got uh, a couple of points each. But with quarter, uh, you know, with 11, and then I think it's Muscle White with six, and there's not much scoring production coming out of the rest of the group. So, 
Um, they need to start my finding some more avenues for scoring. They will indeed. As, uh, well, out on the floor already, the referee is entitled to give Kristen Beal the ball in this situation. The Cats now getting out into position. It's Beal, Poto, Porter, Herrick and Musselwhite up again. First, Bevelacqua, Abram, Beattie and Hayes and you don't know how happy I am for that mix of players. <laughs> because with Bibby and oh, oh Bevelacqua! Big steal off the inbound pass. Almost. Yes. But shouldn't the clock be running down from the time that Bevelacqua touches it? Yeah. It's 24 second shot clock they've got. I would have thought they would have wasted a second or so in that play. As Beal gets the ball back from Poto. Poto's come to this left hand corner. Porter has got it. Hayes watching her. Back to Beal at the top of the arc. In fact, closer to the center circle. Beal cuts to the right, then gives it to Porter on the left 45 now. Back to Beal in the center. Oh, and Hurst has been called for a very cheap foul. And they had them down to four seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, probably not one that you'd want to get at that point in the offensive set. But um, it's interesting. Pato offensively seems to just be you know, taking herself out of it a little bit. As I say that, of course, I'm against the ball. <laughs> she <but> found <laughs> it that time. As it gives it back to Porter, to Muscle White on the left 45. Herrick, camping, and Herrick is gone. Three seconds in there, too long. <laughs> so Hurst now. Will inbound the ball to Bevelacqua, gives it back to Hurst. Hurst, then looking around, eventually getting the ball back that time to Beattie on the right elbow. Then goes to Abram. Oh, Beattie cutting down the right lane, got the ball back from Abram. They delivered it high, so there was no problem for it. He just uh, put it straight in. That's calling Kira Shields for the game. They want some height out there on the floor. Absolutely, and I think just Herrick's a little bit slow at the moment against uh, Tracy Beattie. This is a nice situation for Tracy to be in. Oh, what a beautiful piece of work. Let me talk you through it. Beale drove it down in the 45. She was about 10 metres away. Uh, sorry, 10 feet away. She gave a rugby pass to Herrick, who was flesh-cutting behind her, and the basket was made. Hayes now pulls up on the left elbow, and she nails the next one. It's 29-26. 8.33 left to go in the game, but I'm just mesmerized. That little pass from Veal was sensational. Classic Veal, wasn't it? Oh, and she turns one over. That's not classic Veal. As Hurst runs around Porter, has Bevel Aqua all by herself down, and the layup is made. Yeah, look. Sharon Dalton's not happy. She's called us trying out. That's the very Sydney uh, are being a little bit sloppy, you know. They're turning the ball over just too easily, and... Uh, Capitals are putting a bit of pressure on them and, and they're just coughing the ball up. Kira Shields coming in for Rachel Herrick now as uh, they're hoping the former training partner of Tracy Beattie will be able to help arrest some of the dominance she has. And uh, we're well, going from an AIS graduate with uh, four or five years experience in the league to a one-year roster player for the Capitals here in Sydney. That's a big ask for Kira Shields. But uh, this is one of the reasons why they brought her down here. One, because she knows the team. And two, because they want to qualify her for finals. For finals, right. So, you know, you've got to get her on the floor. And, you know, and Kira's, you know she's a, a good kid, but that's what she is. She's a kid and she's learning how to play. So she'll go out there and she'll give it her all. And, uh, you know, Tracy's got some years of experience on her. But, you know, she's got some good size to try and take it at her. So we'll see what happens. We'll be interesting to see how it all goes. As... 
Eight minutes and 17 seconds left to go in the first half. It's 31-26 here at Southern Cross Stadium. And we have a, a great game here tonight. Peter Sinclair coming out onto the court for her first minute. She is replacing uh, I'm just, uh, Tracy Beattie. So Tracy Beattie going to sit down here and have a break as they've gone for Shields now. So Sinclair and Shields would know each other's game. <laughs> as uh, Poto almost slips over on the dribble, keeps the control, goes back to Porter. Fade away, jump shot, face it in off the glass, easy as you like. Yeah, look, and that's probably her best score in quite a while, but um, I'm sure we'll see a few more of those. As Hurst has the ball on the left wing, still working down the wing. Muscle White blocked off the pass to Bevelac, which goes to Hayes at the top of the key. Abrams down on the 45, goes inside to Sinclair. Sinclair puts it in the hands of Porter. Not play, but there's only four seconds left on the shot clock. That means they have to go for the for the uh, Jackson move. And who's Jackson? Who's Jackson is the question. Sinclair takes Porter to the corner. It's 3-2-1. Hurst has the shot blocked. And that forces the turnover. So the Jackson move with Nan Hurst, I don't have it ever. I don't see it ever having the same effect. I can't see it working now. As Michaela Donkin subs back in now for Michelle Musselwhite. They do play so deep here, the Sydney Uni Plains. Looks like uh, Jess Sidney is going to get some minutes as well. She's going to come in for uh, Kelly Abrams. will sit down. Abrams played that first 10 minutes. It is oppressive condition. And Canberra have to play Bendigo still this weekend. That's right. So they'll be looking to rotate. And that's probably one of the reasons why Dee off the floor while Eric's off the floor, just to give us some opportunity to recover a bit. Veal gets the ball on the left-hand side. Goes back to Poto in the centre. Shield gets the screen, but Poto, oh, runs away with it. But Sam Lackler, I thought she got all ball that time. So did she. And Bevelacqua will pick up a foul. Your, your read on the call? Looks clean from here, but, you know, I wasn't in the same position as the rest. So yeah, we were, we were in the best position. I think <laughs> the rest was still coming across. First foul for Bevelacqua, and she is still looking in the air. Haven't hit the ground yet, so we still haven't got a game of it. <laughs> but it makes the first. 31 plays 29. She can get him back to one point, uh, which she does. So, Toto now. Doing well. Just looked a little disorganised offensively last set. Her going to through hands at the baseline. Oh, Shields has kicked that ball. In fact, I think she might have had a hand in the back first up on Hayes. So the ball was going in towards Hayes through the hands of Bevelacqua and then to her. It was all for nothing as Hayes had a cheap power called on her. One point for difference here, as Hurst is looking for the inbound ball. Can go long to Bevelacqua. Oh, too long. And in the end, she throws it out. And it's a Sydney turnover. It's a camera turnover to Sydney. Yeah, look, as I said, this group just don't look very organised. I guess they're not a group that are very familiar with each other. I would say they have <laughs> zero familiarity. Yeah, yeah. You know, training's one thing, but doing it in a game's an entirely different situation. Sinclair's watching Shield who hands it off to Porter. Porter takes on Hayes. Shots off and drop. Shields has been good with the rebound and fouled by Sinclair who had a hand up in there as she took it back. Sinclair had no other choice. She had to just break the foul. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, she did a, a reasonable job of contesting the board but Shields was just too big. Cap again, three team fouls to one for Sydney Uni. 
Inbound ball goes to Porter. Porter looks around, kicks it back to Poto. Poto has Bevelacqua watching her tight. Bevelacqua, oh, she shoots a goal! She's hit the floor, the game starts, and Hurst gets the ball from Hayes. Oh, now we've got the H problem here. Hurst and Hayes out there. Hurst backs it into the corner, pop, jumper, 4 3. I thought she was inside the arc, but no. It's 34, play 30. As oh, Duncan throws the ball, it hits the ring when she was looking for Porter under the basket. Jump ball as Sinclair and Shield block it up on the ground. It will be the catch arrow. Look at it. the last couple of minutes, there's been some body flying around, hasn't there? I think, you know, that there's a, players are now are just starting to really get into the game and, and starting to uh, put themselves on the line, if you like. Interesting stuff there. Her sitting down and coming back in. So you now got Bevelacqua, Bibby, the starting five combination, so Abrams came back in. So you've got three of the starting five out there with Shield. Oh, sorry. Bevelacqua has taken on, and Shields has been running through again. Darkyaki is going to take the floor in Shields' place. Shields trying hard, but just uh, too foul. A bit. Well, Akiyaki coming in for Beal. I think Beal's walked off here. I honestly think Beal's walked off. Because I am sure Karen Dalton said you're going in for Kira. Hmm. Well, controversy here with six minutes and six seconds left to go in this half. Bevelacqua makes the first. And the second is off to the side, but well, everything will rattles in. Beatty to sub in, and now we'll see Herrick, I'm sure. Although, that's what they checked Shields in for in the first place. Yeah, so they might stay with it. Yeah, they might. As Porter brings it down the floor, Shields, still looks like she's defending there. Shields goes, takes position outside, but Poto doesn't go to it, goes to Afiaki instead. Goes back to Shields now, then hands off to Poto, across, oh, from downtown, Porter's jump shot doesn't fall, and Beatty, well, she gets the rebound, gives it off to Bevelac, who goes down the left wing, gives it to Biddy. Biddy back to Beatty. Beatty should shoot it from there. She had no pressure from Shields. Goes back to Biddy instead. We've got plenty of pressure through the opal in Poto. Shot doesn't drop. And the ball, I think that came off Duncan's again. Duncan touches it. That is carelessness. And, uh, well, Musselwhite's going to sub back into this game. Inbound ball, that's almost a Jackson play. Biddy couldn't get it to drop either. And Poto gets the ball off Porter, who did the rebounding. Have to uh, see the stats for Poto as Duncan crashes into Bevelacqua that time. Uh, gives it to Afiaki, then to Porter on the right side. Back to Afiaki, he's cut left. Afiaki, ball! Oh, I thought that was ball stolen by Abrams. Once again, the ref, who was behind Afiaki, has called the foul on Abrams. Second personal on Abrams. You had a good look at it. You weren't blindsided for that. Clean or dirty? Uh, it was clean, but, you know, I don't, I'm not the whistle, so the girls are just going to have to start adjusting to that, whether it's clean or not. They're obviously going to blow it, so yep. you're going to have to make some changes. Shields getting some good minutes here. As Poto goes away from Shields' block, Beatty slaps it away, and Abrams comes up with it. Cut to the right-hand wing. Her flops over the top. Oh, great work from Mandelwhite. She just came out and almost rejected it out of her hands of Tracy Beatty. Inbound ball. Poto is coming out. Veal's going back in. Yes. As Hurst looking to 
inbound it from the side. 36 to 30. Inbound ball now to Bibby. Bibby brings it round the arc. Oh, inside to Beatty. Shields gets in front. That'll do her a lot of confidence. She took good position in and was able to steal the pass. Abrams, uh, sorry, it's Veal who comes up with it. Gets it to Porter. Back to Veal. Then on to Musselwhite. Musselwhite. Oh, we just called that on Abrams actually against Porter. I'm not 100% on that, but... Well, it looks like they have, and that'll be her third personal. Yeah, they called a body check on Abrams on the flash cut action there, and... They're going to call that one. They need to make sure that they're calling all body checks on flash cut action, I'd have to say. Both teams the floor. Yeah, because both teams have got some great cutters. Yeah. Porter makes the shot. And it's 36-31 with a shot to come. It's been a long time since you've seen Bishop on the floor. Yeah. Makes both, though, Porter, 36-32. The Capitals leading here at the moment with four minutes and 30 seconds left to go. Bibby in the corner, out to her, across the top of the arc, goes to Hayes. Then on the 45 right side, it's Abrams, who backs it into the paint, then goes back to Beatty. Oh, tries again! Gets away from Shields, but can't convert. It's tapped away by Sydney. Yeah, unfortunately for Tracy, she did a good job of regaining her position and and going hard to the basket. Porter now goes across. Hurst couldn't make the steal on. Gets it to Veal. Then it affects the muscle wife. It's tapped away by Beatty. Beatty comes up with it. Beatty has got Hurst setting in the corner. Beatty pulls the trigger on a three-point play. And Muscle White does the rebounding, puts Pippi to the ground, gives it to Beal, and we're back up into the front court for Pippi. Oh, Muscle, uh, sorry, um, Porter has plenty of time, eventually falls the ball, bounced on the iron a couple of times, then hits the backboard and over the back of the backboard, which is the turnover. Fortunate for Canberra because Sydney had great offensive rebounding position in there. They had both Akiaki and uh, I think it was Veal down in the in the block and able to come up with possession on that one and easy too. Tim Hayes just having a few words with Krista, his uh, wife. But also, uh, it's an interesting combination. I, I don't know whether you could coach or you could play with your husband coaching or vice versa. I've done it, Craig, and I wouldn't do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> he coached me for one season, and that was one that season was too long. Yeah. <laughs> 36 32 here with 3 minutes and 47 seconds. And, well, Carrie Graffy is having a chat. So, Hayes is definitely coming out at the moment. I'll be interested to see if they go back to their starting lineup. Because um, it's, a, it's a tough one for them at the moment. Yeah. Well, Chris has had some really good minutes out there for the Capitals again tonight. So uh, she'd be really happy with, the, with her performance. And I'm sure Grappy's pleased with what she's getting out of Chris in these games. So, um, you know, it's, it's a real... Um, it's a difficult decision for a coach. You know, you've got Bishop, you've got three fouls early, you sit her down, but how long do you sit her for? You know, you've got to, you've got to throw her back out there and you've got to let her play. She's not doing anything for you sitting on the bench. You might as well see what you can get out of her. It's not like, you know, there's only a minute to go in the game and you want to play for the last 30 seconds. There's a long time to go in this game. The Flames have won 32 meetings against the Capital 17. It's an interesting statistic, that one alone. Because certainly, when it comes to big games, the Capitals have had the wood all but one grand final. Oh, Bevelacqua puts up an air ball for three in the corner. And again, the offense breaking down for the Capitals. Beal, well, that one, 
was a great grab by the bench of the Sydney Uni Plains. The look-away pass, just uh, no one was coming off the floor fast enough. As, as, no, uh, the three players, didn't it? They all looked at each other. Abrams inbounds the ball now to Bevel Aqua. We have three minutes and 15 seconds left to go in the half. And this half has been a lot longer than the first one. More stoppages, that's for sure. Beattie turns around. Oh, I can't believe Beal wasn't called then. Eventually, Beattie brought the ball to the basket, but it went straight over the top and didn't have the game again. Apiaki from the top of the key rattles out. And Bishop, who is back into the game. Sorry, I didn't call that before. But uh, she does the rebounding. 36 play 32. No score since that timeout. Bevelacqua is just working around the perimeter. Now to the left wing. Beatty back to Bevelacqua. Goes back to Beatty. Beatty should just put up a three-point attempt there. No pressure from Shields. Abrams does, and she puts up an air ball. Yeah, the Cats are just looking very stagnant offensively. I actually think that Sydney are playing a bit of a match-up zone, and that's sort of taking Canberra out of their offensive uh, momentum. So, interesting to see they find out the floor, what they come up with. Yeah, I feel like you're on out Tracy. They crazy shoot the damn thing. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I'm close in a nine. Well, Cats have gone through a zone here. This is interesting. They're mixed up their defense. They're going into a zone. Well, they went into a zone, but they had baggers. The shot from Apiaki was short. Bevelacqua was under the basket, and she's going to carry it down. Oh, backs away and forward. Got Musselwhite off the hop. Veal, uh, sorry, Veal. Abrams cuts in. Bridget puts up a long bomb. And, oh, it's going to be a turnover for the jump ball. Sydney will have the... Oh, no, they won't. Cameron will have the arrow, because Sydney started the uh, second turn. And maybe that last jump ball was in this quarter. Ah. I thought... Sydney started the term. I thought it would have been, well, Sydney possession. Two minutes left to go here in the half. Kira Shields checks out. Stompkins back in. So they still haven't got the height they need on on Beattie yet. And they have got Bishop to contend with as well. Toto gets the ball eventually at top of key. Then goes to Porter. Porter inside Tatiaki. But the heat is starting to tell on both these teams. And now they're missing easy shots. First to Bishop. Right side to Abrams. Over the top to Beatty in the paint. Beatty hands off to Bishop. Basket didn't count. Three second violation on Beatty. Yeah, yeah. Look, that, that was a nice. She needs to step out as soon as she's better. Yeah, I'm you know, fortunate because it was a good feed and just a little bit too slow. Musselwhite just looks up in time to get the ball on the wing. Oh, the pass from Musselwhite to Afiaki. Hurst has got onto it. It missed Afiaki. Hurst looked like she was fouled. Porter didn't get a piece of her. And Hurst finally breaks the story. I wonder if that ball's a little bit slippery, Craig. There's a lot of fumbles, isn't there? There's a bit of sweat or something on it. Well, we'll have to check that one out. Musselwhite has it on the left wing. Goes inside to Afiaki on the 45. It is Musselwhite. Gives it to Dompkins in the corner. Tries for three. Oh, Musselwhite athletic. Jumps over Bevelacqua and taps it away. Dompkins comes up with a photo. They're on the right-hand side now. Three-point attempt. And Beattie has been called for the foul. So the foul... It's only going to be a two-shot foul. Yeah, the second foul, Tracy, second. Well, she's not happy. Bishop is still trying to keep them all up. And uh, this lineup, Bishop, 
Well, Bishop's going to sit down again, and they're going to give Hayes more minutes here. 38-32, six-point advantage to the Capitals. 44 seconds left to go in the quarter. So they're just going to um, wrap Bishop up here in this last 44 seconds. Bit of cotton wool for the youngster. <laughs> Porter makes both. Goes 38-34, four-point ball game. As Hurst carries it down. 41 seconds left. First back away, gives it to Beverly Ackland. Wasn't set for a shot. So she puts the ball on the floor. Goes back to Hurst again. Uh, looks to the right-hand side, gives it to Bevelacqua, then back to Abrams on the baseline. Abrams, bounce pass into Hayes, and puts up the jump shot, doesn't fall. Sydney are going to try and make the most of it. 20 seconds left, jump over to Afiaki, and Hayes came over the top. Travel first, in my opinion, but I'm not blowing the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> As you have clearly stated right throughout this game. <laughs> That's right. 38, 38 plays 34. Yeah, there was no doubt about that. There the was no doubt about that. <laughs> Good crowd from Sydney in tonight in behind their team. And they've been making plenty of noise as they've been making back this gap in stoppage time. Certainly have. Fourth, last four points all come from free throws. Afiaki converts two and it's down to a two-point ball game with 13 seconds to spare. 13 seconds till the break. Cap- Five fouls already on them, so it's a trip on the floor, no matter what they do. Abrams works around Beattie inside, can't convert the shot here. And at the half, the Cats lead by two. Here at the Southern Cross Stadium, it is the Canberra Transit Capital 38. The Sydney Flames 36. Nothing in this game at the long break except... For a lot of very hot, worn-out girls leaving the floor. Yeah, look, it is hot in here tonight, and I think that's um, probably a factor in the, some of the mistakes that are being made. But um, generally, it's been a pretty high-quality game, Craig. You know, some shots are missing that they probably wouldn't normally miss, some um, errors offensively and defensively that they probably generally wouldn't make. But overall, you know, it's been a really solid contest. And uh, I think, you know, going into the half, two-point split, both teams would be reasonably happy with that. Um, you know, probably a little concerned, Carrie Grass, in terms of, you know, Bishop with a few too many fouls. And, she's, you know, she's, the positive out of that is what Krista Hayes has brought to the game, though. You know, she's had, had to sit Bishop for a considerable period of time during that half. And, and really, Krista Hayes came in and gave him some very solid minutes. That's the point Sinclair, but there's a little bit of time that she got out there as well. So... You know, I think Jackie would be happy with that. Dolph is probably not feeling as, as confident with her girls as she normally would be because they just don't seem to be the cohesive unit that we usually expect for them. But that's a symptom of the level of defensive pressure that they're under. It is indeed. Just in other matches, it is cross-down rivalry at Melbourne where the Rangers are taking on the Boomers and the Boomers with the advantage at Dandenong at the moment, got the Boomers with 11 points, lead the Rangers four. So an interesting game, certainly with the state of the competition as it is. Adelaide are leading the competition with 13 wins, three losses. Sydney Uni, 13 wins, five losses. Canberra, nine wins, six losses. This is absolutely crucial. Sydney already have the split, so Sydney just want to really press their advantage. Bendigo, who they play on Sunday at ten and seven. So the Cats want to get to ten to want to get to ten to six before they meet Bendigo two times in the next two weeks. 
then we have uh, Dandenong, who at the moment are down to Pauline Melbourne Boomers. Now, Dandenong are on 8-8 eight eight at this point in the season. 16 games played for them. Pauline, 14 games played, but they're 6-8. So it is a, a, a crucial game. Other games on tonight. Townsville take on Adelaide and Perth take on the AIS. Now, the Perth AIS game, we wouldn't expect any scores from before the end of the broadcast tonight, but certainly Townsville Adelaide, we hope to get you some scores a little bit later on. Michelle Hogging, with the stats. Yeah, just looking at this, I think one of the key issues for Sydney at the moment is that most of their scoring is coming through Natalie Porter. Now, she's doing a good enough job to keep them in the game, but certainly that's something that they're going to have to um, look at during the... The other thing for me was, you know, it's quite a time... Sydney only had the two turnovers, and they've upped that to eight in that quarter, and most of those came early in the half, where we saw a lot of sloppy work, so they suddenly tied it up, but they wouldn't be pleased with that. Overall, though, the stats are really, really even. They've got both teams shooting at around the 41% mark, um, shooting at 90% from the foul line, you know, the uh, rebounding situation, 19 to 17, you know, both teams have picked up a handful of offensive boards. So it's a very even contest, which is reflected in, in the score up there. But I guess the difference here is if you look at the points off the bench, the Capitals are outscoring on the bench 12 to 4. So, you know, that's your Natalie Hurst coming in. That's your Chris Hay coming into the game. So it's uh, yeah, certainly an interesting game that the Caps bench are giving um, the uh, Caps much more than the, than the Sydney bench are at this point. Well, we'll take a break here on sportradio.com.au. Capital Basketball Network. We'll be back with all the second half action in just a few moments. Welcome back to the Southern Cross Stadium. Caps leading by two at the long break as we refresh some of the games going around the country tonight. And it is 21-13 in favour of the Melbourne Bulleen Boomers. So, Bulleen with a good advantage here although they are in a little bit of foul trouble with 17 seconds remaining in the first quarter. I think they might be able to get out of it with too many points to be scored against them. But uh, at least Penaluna in double figures for Bulleen, the uh, big one. Bulleen shooting at 53% and uh, Dandenong shooting at 42%. We'll come back to... Penaluna got player of the week, I think, last week. So she got the thousand form after Christmas, it would seem. Yeah, she has. And a good little player too, Elise Penaluna. We saw her for a little while here over at the um, over at uh, the AIS. But uh, Perth with 10 points, Beatty with 9, Devil Apple with 6, the Capital shooting at 41%. Interestingly enough, Sydney Uni shooting at 41% as well with Porter, 17 points. Muscleway, 6 points and 5 points to Rachel Herrick. Yeah, and look, Alicia Plato's... Uh not putting big numbers, posting big numbers on the scoreboard, and I guess that's a reflection of the fact that at any given time she's going to have several Aqua or probably Abrams matched up on her, so, you know, that's a big ask, but they might be looking to get a bit more production out of her offensively. Considering that you would back Porter for 25 points a game, Poto for 17 points a game, Veal and Musselwhite, 11 points each, you know, so if you add that up... Um, that's a healthy score right there on its own. Yeah. Eddie's good for 16 from the Caps. Bishop for 15, Hurst for 14, and Beatty for 11. Not a lot in it, but Nat Porter's 25 is just absolutely stellar. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the 25 points that Porter gives you. It's the solid defense that she provides. And I'm sure she's probably picking up, you know, half a dozen rebounds a game. And, uh, you know, on some nights she's probably up there in the double figures. So, you know, and, and it's just her presence and it's just what she can create for other people, merely just being on the floor because she becomes such a focus defensively for the other team. She does indeed. We hope you're enjoying basketball for 2008 at sportradio.com.au. Sean Keogh will be with you next week as the Capitals take on the Bendigo Spirit. It'll be the first time we get to see that franchise in the nation's capital. I can let you in a very uh, interesting interview with Kelly Abrams ahead of that game as she will be playing her 200th games in it on that night. So it will be a big night for the Canberra Transact Capitals captain. 200 games. Quit the team at one stage and that is one of the focuses of what we talked about when I was uh, preparing that interview. Another interesting one that's going to come up in two weeks' time when they play Perth. I've spoken to Peter Sinclair and she has an absolutely amazing story. Now what I'm going to tell you Sport Radio listeners is the interviews I've done in uh, preparing for the program, at the end of the season, I'm going to put them all together in one big special. And you'll hear from every girl of the capital, including the girls that aren't with us right now. <laughs> so we've got a great interview with, uh, um, with uh, of course, uh, Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> Cunningham. And uh, how easily we forget to. <laughs> <laughs> it is about to get underway here. We're nine seconds away from the restart of this game. Just going around the grounds one more time here as we look at the Rangers and the Boomers with an interesting game at quarter time. 21-13 in favour of the Boomers. Capitals have made a change to their starting group. Fish is going to sit on the bench to start and Hayes is coming into the starting group. Not a bad uh, move. I was yeah. speaking to Krista Hayes during the week and she's really enjoying the move to uh, the nation's capital and she says, the lifestyle here, well, she said her and Tim don't ask for much. It's got shopping, it's got movies, but, you know, everything she needs. And well, they're basically Tasmania the rest of the time. Oh, that's right. Considering they're in Launceston <laughs> for the rest of the year, this would be fair from New York City. That hurts going to play at Launceston in the uh, ABA season. We're back underway. Capital for Speedy with a pull-up jumper, turner and a jumper, and oh, this time a very dodgy call on... Rachel Herrick. Yeah, she's unlucky to get that one blown. Never mind. Interesting though, Tasmania, we've got, I think there's four players out on the floor there that'll be. We've got Krista Hayes, Jess Bibby, Natalie Hurst and Kristen Veal will all be based in Tasmania in the They're all going to Launceston. Uh, no, no, no. Kristen Veal yeah. will be going to Northwest Traders, I think they're called. But yeah, so, uh, yeah. And of course, the uh, coach of that Tornado side is uh, assistant coach Tim Hayes. That's right. A uh, bit of nepotism going on at the tornado side. Bit of recruiting. Also, a good move there, yeah. That's for a 44 jumper walking down the uh, race there. It isn't a bit of but certainly the 44 has become a very popular jumper from the merchandising stand here in the nation's capital. Sydney oh, Perry cracks it in, and that was a nice feed from Poto. 
Bibby now has it. Bibby drives baseline, checks it up. The shot was absolutely showtime. Double pump, double pump to Jess, Bibby. Pretty impressive. But the way it bounced up off the iron, too. It was just sitting in the air, tantalisingly. <laughs> Over the top now, the ball goes to Porter in the front court. 41 plays 38. We're in the first minute of the second half. Poco pulls up jumper from 16 feet. Taps away by Beattie. Abrams off to the races. Gives it to Bibby again. Bibby starting to add to her score tally. Nice 18 foot jumper. The left hander convert. Yeah, it's just going to be a Jess Bibby run. We've seen her do it a few times through the season where she just comes out and completely takes over the offensive end of the floor. Matt Hurst and Jess Bibby now up to 10 points apiece. If I am looking at my scorecard right now, I'm not. It's the Tracy Beattie and Matt Hurst that are on 10 points apiece. As again, the Capitals intercepting the inbound pass that time from Hurst. Hurst gets it on to Bibby again. Bibby with the left hand. It is a hit six points in the last minute of the game. Not in the last minute of the game, but in the last minute that we've seen of the game so far. <laughs> last minute of play. Yes, that's much better. We have Sydney sitting up again. Porter just backing into Hayes. Turn around, jump shot, it rattles around, but eventually falls. 45 plays 40 as Abrams gets the pass from Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua now getting it back as uh, Toto almost had a piece of that. Oh, Speedy finally puts up the shot in play. She just lifted a fraction short, but she took too long. I think she just overthought that one. She wasn't going to shoot it, and then she did. Muscle white from downtown. And she had a big open look that time. Ball was thrown in backwards on the rebound from Abrams. And uh, Veal going hard after it. Gets last touch on it before it goes over the baseline. And we will have a catch ball from the baseline now. Abrams brings it in as the horns go up from Sully Bevelacqua. Right hand side, handoff from Beattie. Bevelacqua into the paint, kicks it out. Abrams sets herself for a three pointer. It was all there. And Abrams gets the catch out to an eight point lead. So Kelly would be happy about that. She's really not shooting the ball well, but that one looks good out of the hand. Porter goes into the paint, pull up jump shot, and she drives it across to the free throw line. Eventually, it rebounds out of play, and the Cats get it from the side. Timeout called by Karen Dalton at 7 minutes and 10 seconds. The uh, combat box has just uh, collapsed. In the background there, two guys getting too excited, probably on the James Estate. <laughs> probably what it is. I'm just looking at, for the first quarter here, oh, sorry, for the first half, that quarter shot, 6 from 15 from the field. That's probably a low percentage for Matt. She, what did you say she was shooting through the season, Craig? It's, um, Sorry, who was that? <laughs> I'm watching the repairs. Uh, Natalie Porter, she's shooting at 24 points for the uh, 25 points. Yeah, we don't have a percentage for the season. She's oh, sorry, her percentage. Yeah, she's got 15, she's gone tonight, which isn't... That's a lot of looks, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of looks. They're probably not converting at the rate that she normally does, I suspect. No, that's right. She uh, is currently shooting at uh, 44%. Well, actually, that's, that's probably about it. Yeah. Probably about right. Well, 16 games this season. Um, where is it? 17 games this season. Attempts. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It must be 200 and something attempts. Yeah. Uh, May, I guess it's going to be 91 from 200 and something attempts. But yeah. she has had a lot of looks. Three-point attempts. Yeah, see. 
Trent looks more like an average at 40 and 13. Uh, I can't see now. Because it goes 4.0, 1.3. It really doesn't make enough sense. No. Inbound ball, Jacks get it underway again. It goes through Abrams, then Biddy, then back to Abrams, who brings it into the front court. Abrams now jump over the top. Hey, has left it. She thought Porter got a piece of it, but no, the rest says Sydney. Not happy, Jan? No, well, not happy, Jeff, I think it is. <laughs> Jan Sterling probably, uh, well, taking a big interest in these two teams because some of these girls must be up for April selection. We have to be up for April selection, you know, and Porter in particular. She's been having a great season. Porter from long, long range, three-pointer, couldn't make it. Muscle like it's after the offensive board. Muscle like has to be an opal for mine. She has been just one of the most energetic, athletic players. That was camping. If it wasn't camping, how's oh, she going for a travel? She's going for a travel there. Well, if you she was five good. seconds in the key, <laughs> I reckon you could have rattled off what was wrong with that. Doesn't matter, possession for the cat. <laughs> Eight-point lead, 48 plays 40 here with six. 26 seconds as Bevelacqua brings it up the right wing. Bounce pass inside the haze. Porter watching her. Gives it to Abrams, who was at the free throw line, but had to back away. Now off to Bevelacqua on the right, 45. Inside, on the lane. Hayes, turnaround, jump shot. Oh, it's got to be short, but it's off the iron and back into the net. Yeah, Suda's roll there. Nice, strong move from Sister. She had big bodies against her, but she... Use her body well. Ten point lead, lob over the top to muscle wide. Abrams is going to be called for the foul. It didn't go in. That is Abrams' fourth personal foul. I think it might be. I thought it was the third. No, fourth. You're right. Fourth. Yep. So it is an interesting one indeed. And she's coming out straight away, and then Natalie Hurst will start in for her. Yep. <laughs> Not too bad a replacement. No, Mary can be come off the floor as Donkins and Atiaki come back in. Yeah. And it's a good replacement, but I think one of the things that uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Chris, that Kelly gives you is that she's able to defend a bigger player. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that sort of flexibility with Natalie, but um, certainly at the offensive end of the floor, at this stage of the season, you're probably getting a little bit more out of Natalie. Yeah, that's right. As, uh, well, we look to see Michael White knock down one of two. As Bedalacqua in and out. First now feeds it back to Bedalacqua. Cut into the key. Has to go to Hayes first. Beattie now gets it. Looks to hand off. Bedalacqua from the elbow. She gets the shoot as well. Hit the iron three times. Hurst is cramping up here. As, uh, sorry, Beale is cramping up here. In front of us doing the, uh, the stretches just to try and get the carbs and the Achilles all working again. Porter on the right 45. Hayes in front of her. Hayes. Just trying to work around. Porter's pulling back all the time and pulls up into three-point range, but the shot rattles off the iron and Bevel Aqua brings it down the floor. Bevel Aqua's going to take on Muscle White. It's against Muscle White too. She had never taken position in that blocking foul. Mm. Look, the Sydney offensive um, seems to have sort of dried up. They don't seem to be finding each other offensively. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cut actions, not setting screens for each other, they're not creating for each other and shots they're getting are probably not the shots that they would normally get in a game. They've gone very quiet. 52 plays 41. Beattie again doesn't look for the shot. She had it back to basket and has to outlet. Goes to Bibby. Bibby drops knock down the three. It doesn't fall as the Archie gets in the front court. Then to Porter top of the arc. Goes to Donkin. Still in three-point territory. It was Beattie watching her. Goes back to the Archie. Bibby strips her of the ball. 
goes back, gets it, gives it to Porter. Porter takes on Hayes. Hayes gets an elbow in the head, no whistle on the play. And eventually, well, the ball's out over the baseline. The Cats will get it back. But, gee, there was some rugby there. That's getting quite physical. I think there's some frustration starting to come into it. You know, Porter's taking the ball aggressively and hard to the basket. There's contact happening. The question is, who's initiating that, I guess? Bevelacqua gets a hand off to Bibby. Bibby's shot rattles off the iron. It was short. Never looked like going in. Poto gets the clean-up. Gives it to Porter. Porter's trying to drive baseline. She's gone off the boil here. Ball over. And the uh, ref is calling a jump ball. Ref Stevenson put both thumbs in the air. Uh, no comment. <laughs> You're not calling this game. Well, I'm not calling this game, but I think Natalie Porter was probably unlucky not to be going to the line on that last play. Well, there's been a few charity cases right throughout this game. So perhaps that was a square up. Five points of difference, Rangers versus the Burners. Lightning leading the fire, 11-8, as we've got a 52-41 ball game. As Hayes tries to jack up a three, comes off the backboard, Muffle White gets through the way, into the front court, kicks it left, gives it to Poto. Poto goes back to Porter, gives it to Muffle White. Porter trying to get to the baseline. Porter trips over, beat his feet. Porter's going to get position here all by herself. She doesn't have time, but she does get around Beattie. Shot doesn't fall, but it was right at the end of the shot clock, and Apiaki gets it back. Now, no, Duncan, yeah, gets it back. No, Apiaki instead of taking the shot. Apiaki bumps off. Hey, jumps it inside. Two knuckle and now Apiaki puts someone to the ground. That'll be Bevelacqua, I bet. And Bevelacqua's picked up. Charge is called. And they really suck at that out of Apiaki then. It certainly did. The and crowd the, helped. The crowd helped, and I, I really think that the refs need to take a little bit more control in this game. I think that there's um, a lack of teamwork, <laughs> yep. to say that, and that there's some real inconsistency in the way that they're blowing the game at the moment. But it's very difficult. Sinclair coming into the game. Sinclair, although he's been a bench player for three years with the Cubs, was at the AAS in 2000, 2001, then went to Sydney, because she does come from New South Wales, played with uh, Sydney before going over and starting what she had hoped would be a uh, college career. It wasn't to be. She had a, a brain tumour and had to come back, told she'd never play again. And here she is on the floor tonight, a remarkable story. And one of two girls that had been told that they'd never play again in this couple team. Jeff Bibby being the other after a back injury playing in America. Porter now goes over the top to Porter. Inside to Porter. And the aforementioned Sinclair getting called on a foul. So is the moral to the story, don't go to America to play crazy? Well, well, I don't know, know what the moral of the story is, to be honest with you. But uh, obviously, if you're going over to the America to play, you are... Take out health insurance. Well, take out health insurance. Porter puts up a three-point bomb off the front of the iron. And uh, Duncan can't try and get it back into play for Sydney. So it will be a capital call. I think the moral of the story is that uh, if you're going over to America to play, you are considered a quality player. Absolutely. And even though we've seen Sinclair on the bench for the most of her career since returning to the game, she applies uh, the fact that she is a class player. Perth just gets the crowd alive with a big three-pointer and opens up the Cats' lead. 55-41. Bill loses control of it. I think Bevelacqua got a touch on it. But... Uh, well, another timeout by Karen Dalton here. 
Yeah, and the Sydney's really just look like they're struggling as a group out on the floor and they've lost um, their cohesion and their understanding of what each other are doing. And, they've, and they've, the shots that are coming for them don't seem to be coming naturally. They're forced in many occasions. So it's something that they'll want to be talking about. So the Capitals uh, probably could have extended their lead a little bit more in that period of time. They've made a few mistakes along the way as well. So Gabby will be talking to them about maintaining their defensive pressure and intensity and, and keep forcing Sydney out of what they want to do offensively. And I'm sure um, Karen Dalton here will be talking to the, the Sydney group about, you know, starting to generate something through the defensive play. So maybe picking up their intensity, maybe pushing themselves up the floor a little bit more defensively and see if they can come up with some cheap possession, if you like, and, and get some conversions just to get a bit of momentum going their way. Perth on 13 points, Speedy on 10, Biddy on 9 and Abrams on 8. Speedy with 5 rebounds, Porter 19 points for Sydney, Musselwhite, six rebounds, Akiaki, five rebounds, and Duncan, three rebounds. So, uh, really, it's been those three girls making a presence felt under the basket, yeah. and Porter hasn't been playing that in her game. No. Uh, and as you've got right now stepping out on the floor, they're putting some pressure. No, they're not. They're just playing huh? some contained half-court D here. Yep. Shields is back out there on Beatty. as a handoff to her. Goes across the floor, along the baseline to Bevelacqua, gives it off to Bibby, Bibby for three, doesn't fall. Duncan gets the rebound, gives it off to Poto, and Poto brings it in the front court. Left side to Veal, pushes it down the floor, gives it to Duncan. Duncan back to Veal, Veal gives it to Apiaki. Shields has got to try and use her height in the key there. Duncan drives in, rattles off the iron, but steals it back out of the hands of Tracy Beattie. Apiaki gets it back. Then goes to Beal, back inside Akiaki. Shields, oh, she doesn't put it back in. She finally got herself with a good flash cut and got the second chance that time. Shields gets the two points. 55-43, and that's the start that uh, Karen Dalton would have wanted coming out of that timeout. Beatty gives it. No, she drives herself, pulls up, puts up the shot. Oh, she had her arm on her from uh, Akiaki that time, and no call. Veal, bounce pass to Akiaki. Akiaki bumps Sinclair twice, gets the ball back. Don't know that it did reset the shot clock. Poto goes for three, rolls off the iron. Akiaki gets the rebound. Thought she might have got a foul that time from Hurst, but no call. Gives it back to Veely. Uh, uh, Veely goes to Shields over the top. Shields puts it in front of Veal. Pass was a little bit too wide, and Veal's first dribble went out of play. Hmm. Right. Much better play from Sydney out of that timeout. Yeah, they got a good start. Sub being made, Beatty sits down, Hayes goes back out there. So obviously, Graf doesn't want to give Shields any opportunity here to get some confidence. Lob over the top to Hayes, Shields gets caught behind, and Hayes gets an easy two points. 57 plays, 43, and we've got 52 seconds left to go. Field goes all the way, jacks up the shot, no foul call. Hayes has it land on her back, Shields. Yes, last touch though. I'm a little dumbfounded. I think that, you know, yeah. there's some, um, I'm interested some in people this. out there that really need to step up to the game and start blowing their whistles. As Jill, as uh, Hurst goes all the way, doesn't get the roll. Bibi puts it back up there. Her left hand jump shot. Oh, Hurst tried to get in there. Jump or call. I don't know, with 30 seconds left. Powell's been called. Powell's been called on Bevelacqua on that play. 
There's been some interesting whistleblowing this evening. That's the first Tell you what. Time out. No, stop. They want to bring Beatty back in now with 30 seconds left. We want to, to see Beatty back out there. Sinclair sits down. Afiaki inbounds the ball to Poto. It's an interesting quick switch here. Poto hands off to Musselwhite. It goes through Afiaki, then to Donkins on the left-hand side, over the top. Gets it to Porter. Porter tries to go around the back, not quite sure what she's doing then. Everyone's cut away from the baseline. Yeah. Look, I think it's just symptomatic of the fact that Sydney aren't getting anything coming easily and they haven't got their flow. So, you know, they're trying to force and create options that aren't necessarily there. So. Billy again doing some stretches off the bench as her brings it in off the pass. Having a good night at the office, Natalie. Oh, she's nearly got another steal there as well. 15 points for Natalie Hurst tonight with two hundredths of a second left to go in the third quarter. Hilt is back down. The good thing about what was the call? It's the third personal foul against. I think it was on Charlie. Charlie Velvalacqua. So inbound ball. Porter checks up a prayer. It hits the backboard, but that's about it. And you've only got point two of a second. It is. Uh, well, not much. I wouldn't mind stealing some of the uh, Sydney scores, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Look, the impressive thing about those 15 points that Hurst has got is that they've come from all over the floor. We expect her to knock them down from long range, which is just, you know, making them from a penetration tonight as well. So it's good. It is. Uh, well, looking at the box score so far, well, we'll look at the leader's score, and it is Natalie Hurst on 15 points, Tracy Beattie on 10, then it's uh, Jeff Beattie on 9. It is, uh, well, Natalie Hurst 20 minutes so far in this game. Uh, 27, Tracy Beattie, leading player on the floor. Oh, no, that's not right. Kelly Villa-Blackwood, they're wearing out the holdings here, Michelle. 28 uh, minutes and 13 seconds so far. But uh, Hurst certainly with the points. Beattie with 10. Then it's 8 to Villa-Blackwood. It's 9, of course, to Beattie. 6 points to Krista Hay. 7 to Kelly Abrams. And four points to Abby Bishop, who we haven't seen that much of tonight. No. She's only played nine minutes so far yeah. in three quarters of basketball. The Cats outscoring Sydney 21 to 7 in that quarter, though. Yeah, and look, it's the thing is that it's just such good, solid contribution from a number of players in the Cats lineup. And you can spread your scorers around like that. That creates all sorts of problems for defensive teams. I'd imagine that Sydney's scoring has mainly still come through Porter and I think Akiaki's chipping in a bit. We haven't seen Toto putting much on the board and, you know, it's a 16 point deficit at three quarter time but we all know what Sydney are capable of and, uh, you know, they won't lay down in this game and I wouldn't be surprised if they really come out at the start of this quarter and make a charge. It's tightened up as a Danion. It's two point ball game. Boomer's 36 leading the Rangers. 34. Up there in Townsville, the Lightning 21 leading the fire. They're just heading into the second quarter. And what we also need to check out, Sydney Uni played Dandenong to... No, that's next week. So they play Dandenong next week. They um, play... They don't play another game this weekend, which is a an important one, that is for sure. As uh, we look to see Poco, Porter, Musselwhite, Duncan and Afiaki out there for the Sydney Uni Flames. The rest are having a chat with the Capitals who have not broken out yet. 
Capitals will get the ball once again. The rest are entitled to just drop the ball on the ground there. And if they haven't inbounded in uh, five seconds, then uh, it would be a turnover. They've got Hurst. Hurst in for uh, Abrams, who's got the four personal. And we've got Hayes in for the starting group for uh, Bishop, who's sitting on three personal still. She didn't pick up her fourth, so she did a really good job there. Might see her get some more minutes. It is an interesting final quarter. Catch 59, 43. The last time these two teams met, it was a double overtime thriller in Sydney with Sydney getting up. It is her three-point attempt rattles off the iron at the Arky, brings it down. It's Muscle White down the left wing, kicks it to the right-hand side, gives it to Poto. Poto then goes to the centre at the Arky. Donkins and touch baseline, but has to back out. In the end, Beatty kicks it away, and we'll have a reset of the start, shot clock, which had already reset. That's a good outcome, outcome for the Cats, because uh, Apiaki was busting hard to the basket there. She was. As a jump shot from Apiaki doesn't go in from the inbound pass. She rolls on the ground. She could have called it travel, could have called it whatever you like. The first game has started with the AOS are over there. We'll get you scores of that one as well. So all four games on tonight in the defence. It's not the defence shop anymore. It's the Australian defence for WNBL. And the RAS are looking to, uh, well, they've already wrapped up the series with Perth from memory. They are looking just to uh, really consolidate that. Now, just trying to work out who that is that's just come into the ground. I was thinking it was uh, Bailey there, but it's not Bailey. Uh, Yeah, Lucy or Bailey. um, I'm thinking it might be Trish Fallon now. Ball gets put up by Bibby. As it doesn't fall, and uh, Duncan brings it down the left-hand wing. Goes back to the right-hand side. Porter. Who's it, Jim O'Sullivan? Sutherland. It's Jim O'Sullivan. Back from Peru. Yes. It was the last email we received. You've been traveling through Peru. <laughs> Eight minutes and 48 seconds. Left to go in the game. The Caps 59 plays 43. And, uh, well, if they need some more height, <laughs> <laughs> she's in Canberra, would be a great addition. <laughs> Championship player with the cup. Thompson gets the ball, no pressure on her, can't drop the three. And the shooting percentage of the, uh, well, the Canberra Transact Capital has uh, been a, a big advantage here in this game over Sydney. So just missed some easy shots. Beatty, Bibby, back to Beatty, now goes to Hurst, right-hand side, gives it to Bedlacker, who drives baseline, kicks it back to Bibby, left-hand jump shot from the left-hand corner, and uh, Karen Dalton, I think, had a word in Bibby's ears, <laughs> be able to come back out, 62.45, he just expects that from Jess Bibby, Duncan goes inside on the elbow, left-hand side, it was Porter, who drives down baseline, Hayes, Trying to go after that rebound, had it tipped away by Beatty and by Porter, and it will be Krista Hayes, who had last touch. Didn't he get the use of the ball with 10 seconds on the shot clock? Duncan sits down for Beal. As Beal tries to get away from Hurst, over the top, goes to Porter. Porter's shot's offline, air ball out of play. Even the most athletic of uh, Musselwhite, Michelle Musselwhite couldn't get that one. And the crowd's yeah. giving it to Porter. They certainly are. You know, Porter's just 
got nineteen points for the game, and yes. she's had quite a few boards, but she's not had the night we expect of her, has she? Yes, Hurst leading scorer with fifteen points. Tracy Beatty with ten. Hurst, oh, the pass was too hot. Bevel Aqua and Potter. Bevel Aqua gets it back to the foot race, and Bevel Aqua goes back. She takes all night to pick the three. She thinks it and pumps the air. She's happy about that one. She's very happy about that one. <laughs> 65 plays 45. 20 point ball game here. Not what anyone expected tonight. Porter gives us. She had just didn't even take control of it, just pushed it straight into Michelle Washerwhite in the paint and Muscleite converts. Yeah, look, that was just good basic ball reversal and then found the player on the open seal. As Bevelacqua look away, pass into the corner was Hurst. Hurst works around the arc, puts up the shot. No one there for the catch to rebound and Muscleite takes it easy. Lining up now, Porter takes the ball, had Hurst in the corner. That was a travel. Well, it's called on Krista Hayes. Well, is it on Krista Hayes? Yes, it is. Number 40. And that will be Hayes's. Well, I think that's the third foul. As um, they're just checking it was Hayes. Not like this down for Donkin. And uh, Hayes is on her third foul. Porter goes to the line. Yeah, look, Porter needs to make these two. They're almost out by 20 points now. So, you know, six and a half minutes, sorry, almost seven minutes to go. They really need to start making some inroads into this lead. The question is, have they got the legs? Well, Porter can't make the second. 65 plays 48, six minutes and 52 seconds left to go. And the big thing in is, even if uh, Sydney have a role here, they've only got one more timeout. That's right. Terry Graff has got three to call on if she needs to stop the clock break momentum. That's exactly right. And, and that's going to be a concern for Sydney. Is that some, you know, they've got to start making their inroads now. And if they don't, if the catch will be... Abrams is back out there, but this time she left the ball way too low and late. And uh, Beattie got called for a foul. Abrams should have been called for it, but the rest pointed at Beattie. I think I actually did call it on Abrams. Abrams is sitting down. So I knew it. That was just yeah. frustration. Turn the ball over. He fouled. Hayes is sitting down on us. Phil Hayes is sitting down. She just wants some water. As uh, a bit of time there is being taken. Cats only have four players on the floor. Three fouls against the Cats to just zero against Sydney here at the moment. Whilst it's a low-end play, Everlack was going to go back out there. The Lightning, 28, leading the Fire, 23. Brunner's 36, still leading the uh, the Rangers, 34. And Sydney and Perth, just the stats are up, but they haven't started playing as yet. Well, Sydney again. Another turnover. Yeah, they were throwing it to Duncan, who'd stopped moving on the cut on the baseline. Ball goes out of bounds, and the Cats get it back very easily. In fact, uh, Sydney already packing up on the bench. They know it's a long drive home. <laughs> it's Bibby. Oh, what a great move by Nat Porter. Managed to get a hand on the ball and just stop Bibby from having any chance of getting that ball up. That is right, class. It was just, and that's the sort of thing she can do. She's just got great presence on the floor offensively and defensively. So. Floor being cleaned here. Perth is uh, out there on the floor with Beatty, Hayes, Pavelacqua, and Bibby. That's a fairly low, well, I guess Hayes and, no, that's probably a balanced line up there. As 
Perth gets the ball into Beattie, hands back off to Perth. They're double teaming Beattie now because they know they haven't got the height to match up. And that means Perth is just getting away with speed, and this time she knocks down another. She moves to 17 points for the game. As, oh, Beattie got the rebound, threw it away. Johnson flops over the top, gives it the field, field for three, and she will nail them when she's given that much time. 67 plays, 50, but still a 17 point ball game. We've got a lot of the venom out of this for the Capitals, and they really can't afford to. No, no, that's exactly right. We know the offensive power that this Sydney group has, and at any time they can come right back up to the exception that Natalie Hurst is just going to take them and knock them down all night. Pull the trigger and she is just full of confidence. Hurst now, two twenty points for the game, as it is. Duncan, quarter, right side deal. Goes back to Akiaki, top of the key. Akiaki takes on Beattie. Beattie got a hand on it. That allowed Bevelacqua to get the rebound. Bevelacqua carries it down the floor, kicks it out to Beattie for three. Bang! All there. And the Capitals are really pulling the trigger now. Karen Dalton, nothing she can do. She stops the game. That's the stop the game, you know, and, and she knows that she's just thrown her last time out. But what choice does she have? Chucks are just coming down and knocking raining threes and and making them with consistency. They have to stop the, the momentum and the hope that they can come out of this time out and, and, and start to claw it back. Like, you know, it's not beyond Sydney, but the way that they're playing, I don't think they've got it in them tonight to be able to get themselves back into this one. No, it doesn't look like it, as the Capitals are well on top. So, it's Natalie Hurst, who is the leading point scorer on the ground, I suggest you that she is actually 23 points now with that. I oh, know that was Bibby that knocked the last three rounds, but she's on 20 points. Bibby has had a great run. She's on 15. And uh, Bevelacqua is on 11. Yeah, and, and I imagine Tracy Beattie's not too far behind on the score and Kelly as well. So getting some good production out of the backcourt um, and, you know, sort of contribution from... Uh, well, Krista Hayes, she, she's locked down a few tonight as well. So, you know, the, it's difficult to defend a group where you've got a perimeter game like the Capitals have that, that's on fire tonight and when you've got the bigs of a, of a Tracy Beattie inside, he's a huge target. And, you know, this is really, without Bishop having been on the floor for significant minutes tonight, this has been impressive from the Capitals. Has been indeed. And the Capitals shooting around that 45% mark, Sydney around 32, mm. that had O from 15 three-pointers before that three-pointer went up. So, yeah. now another foul being called that time. Bevelacqua just on her fourth as well. So, the Capitals have got a few with some um, fouls. Yeah, that is, that is a real concern. There's no doubt about that. As Beal gets a hot pass, that is what she can do. She can just steer a defence with some pinpoint passes. And Donkins is the recipient who makes the shot. Pretty oh, ball game. As Krista Hayes just Got the ball right when she was stepping into a defender. Bishop comes out with, I was about to say, Dale Grish, but of course it's Benny this year. And Michaela Benny is out on the floor for her first minutes. Bishop comes out as well with four minutes and 33 seconds. So, Muscle White watching, takes on Beattie. Beattie rejects the ball, and it will be a cut. Oh, I thought it was going to be a catch ball, it is. And Beattie is making good ground here. She'll get down in the paint. 
there. And the continue to come out and they're extending their defense. They really have no choice. They have to be up and put them under pressure and hope that they can create some opportunities for themselves. Benny gives it to Hurst. Hurst gives it to Beattie, top of the ice. Oh, nothing just. Tracy Beattie could do there. She's got into a trick. Court <laughs> has been called for that one. Oh, really? Stepped in. <laughs> and she is uh, protesting. And I think she's uh, protesting to the wrong ref because it wasn't the ref that gave her the foul. It's not much point protesting, I don't think. No, they don't reverse them too often. No. Phoebe tries to put up a three-point attempt and Musselwhite is called for the foul. <laughs> Bishop was looking at Musselwhite then going, I can't believe it. <laughs> I thought I lost control of that. Caps wanted to take a timeout here. Four minutes and ten seconds as the Caps are going to have a chance. They'll have a chat. Two quick fouls on Sydney since their last time out. It hasn't been their night tonight. No, it hasn't been their night tonight. And I guess what, you know, Bradley will be talking to them about, you know, we cannot cannot um, get complacent here. There's still four minutes to go. Uh, you know, we've got a good lead. You have to stay positive, continue doing the sort of things that we've been doing, do the work at the defensive end, put them under pressure, and then at the offensive end of the floor, you know, get the ball through the hands, find the open player, and, and get the good look. Um, Sydney will be coming out. I'd imagine, you know, right now, Karen Bolton's been given a bit of a bonus here. She's got a time out, so she can actually talk to the girls. So we might be talking about perhaps getting out and extending the pressure. I mean, yes, they've got two clean fouls up. They don't have anyone in significant foul trouble, so they really need to just try and gamble a little bit and see what they can get out of it. Around the grounds, the close one is in Melbourne. The Boomers leading by one point in three in the third quarter, and they are shooting 50% outside the arc, 49% for the game over a uh, Dandon Rangers shooting 42 and uh, 33 outside the arc. It is um, a big game for pulling to do the Capitals a real favour here in uh, hindering one of their uh, pursuers. Absolutely. Caps ball inbound from Benny to Bibby. Bibby kicks it back even further. Hurst trying to set something up. Bishop is keeping Muscle White behind her. Goes to Benny. Benny bounce past to Bishop. Has to go back outside to Benny. She was double team. Goes to Hurst again. Ten seconds left. Hurst. Oh, Bear Porter just getting a hand in there. Mercer White goes over the top to Porter and Porter puts it in. Porter finally gets the score after a long, long lag. Yeah. I think you're sitting on around 19 and a half. Well, 17 and then now 19. Yeah. So 73 plays 55. Three minutes and 34 seconds left to go. As Benny oh, loses a handle, Bibby can clean up. As Bibby works around the arc, goes back, left-handed jump shot. Oh, rattles out. Capital. Oh, it's uh, Benny. Eventually, Porter just hugs Benny and says, no, nah, well, I'm going to stop the clock here. <laughs> exactly right. And that's what I Like, Jimmy was down before, and they were able to get points under a stop clock. So, really, Sonny and 13 foul. Porter, I think he's only got two or three fouls. Exactly. So, it's, uh, it's not a big impost on Sydney if she gets away a few here. Petey hands off the Biddy, who goes into the paint. Oh, she falls away. Beal's going to be called for the foul, and Bibby's going to go to the line. Beal has got a great lot knee. But <laughs> then again, she was there that last, uh, that first year of uh, Laura Summerton. So <laughs> she probably learned off the bat. <laughs> the queen of the lot knee. Uh, I think the Capitals are um, pretty safe in this one. The last couple of last time down the floor, I think they're 
Sydney doing a better job defensively, and they forced them down to low seconds on the shot clock at least. So, you know, that's, that's something that's positive for the Sydney out of this. Bit of floor clean up here because Sydney did hit the ground, and it is a very hot here tonight. So you can expect that there would be a uh, bit of sweat coming off the bodies, or should I say perspiration coming off the bodies of the girls. Sydney makes the first. It's 74.55. Going to open it back up to a 20.4 game if she makes this one. All next, that's what you expect from Jeff Biddy, who this season, Jeff Biddy has been shooting at 80% from those free throw lines. Pobo for three, rattles off the iron. Fisher gets up with it. She is able to give it straight away to Biddy. Biddy hands off to her. First to Biddy. Biddy, three point of ten. Oh, man. And Biddy, oh, she's going to uh, eclipse the uh, point scorers on the floor here. We've lost the live stats again. I'm sorry about that. And uh, because I'm so used to using live stats, I uh, must admit, I haven't been keeping my own score. No. But uh, she would be getting close to 20 points as well, which that hers was at a while ago. Carter will go to the line. Yeah, didn't see what the foul was for, but uh, Speedy sits down. And it's uh, 78.55. Look at them sub coming in from that Porter there, which would be interesting. Porter's played some big minutes tonight. She has. I think last week she played the full 40, and tonight she had a, a rest. I think it was in the second quarter. Had a little time off the floor, and uh, she always plays big minutes. You've got to expect that she's going to play big minutes. Tough yeah, work. that type of player, yeah. He's uh, inside too, because I'm just making off the ground. Fields running the floor. She started at the wing, pulled up at the three-point arc. Shot is short. Yeah, the crowd's liking those air balls tonight. <laughs> 80 plays 55. The Caps are getting a morale-boosting win. And uh, I remember this corresponding game three of the series last year. And uh, Sydney did a job on camera at the AS Arena late in the season. I think it was the second last week. And yeah. uh, Sydney were really up because they knew they were having trouble beating Canberra. And uh, all the camera girls said, no, that's all right. It's the grand final that matters. That's right. Canberra really had a good philosophy. They can't have that philosophy this year. As B puts up the three-point attempt, Beal does a good job to get the rebound. Gives to Musselwhite. Musselwhite stops and hurts back away. She's in the right-hand corner. Beal's at the top of the arc. Hoda has to reach back and get it. Gives it to Duncan's in the corner. Inside through Porter. Porter does her own rebounding as she was going under the basket. Takes it away to Musselwhite with a reset shot clock. Musselwhite goes into the paint. And Sinclair's called for her third personal foul. Or I make it her third personal. Wait and see. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see. It wasn't a shooting foul, so it will be from... Oh, yes, it is. Oh, uh, it's a 15 foul, so... Yeah, so... 80 plays 55, a minute 49, and not the wait makes the first. I haven't seen a uh, foul number go up for Sinclair, but I'm pretty sure it's three. Which makes both... A little too late, unfortunately. Around the grounds again we go. And it is 35. The Lightning now trailing by five points to the ground for a fire as Musselwhite crashes into the ABC Sports box. And she actually moved that box back. <laughs> you can see where it was and where it's moved to now. 
Yeah, Sydney, you know, just extending their defence there and the Cubs getting caught up in that and Groomers. just to be forced into a Cubs situation. Groomers doing a big favour for the Capitals at the moment. 44-38 they lead with three and a half minutes left to go in the third term. Mm. And it's crucial result. 80-57, Beal with the ball. Beal, Porter gets away from Bishop that time. Tucks it across, Toto passes out of feet. She had to pick it up. She was good enough to drive to the baseline and hit it from about 12 feet. And Toto makes the shot. 80 plays 59, a minute 28. First double team, Toto. How it comes off her knee and over the baseline. Yeah, and the Cats are struggling a little bit against this defensive pressure, and that's the turnover. Yeah, that's what Bishop was trying to do. Threw it straight down to Johnson's in the Johnson's backcourt. Let's see if that shot Bruce tries it again. Goes to Thompson's again. That's a bit of razzle dazzle that you really don't need. You need a bit of discipline. But she just saw it there. She goes, I'm going to try that again. Yeah. And Thompson's took the spot both times. And it's not having an impact on the scoreline, but it's not the sort of decisions you want players to be making. Yeah. If you had the arm on you like Tristan Beal, who's got a, like a quarterback Cut arm, down, yeah. Yeah, then you could expect those sort of court passes. Team player, bounce pass into Bishop, who goes back and gets it. She gets herself back aside, and Bank City makes up for one of those two indiscretions. <laughs> well, actually, they only scored off one of them. Porter so. <laughs> now gets the ball in the front court. Beal's on the right-hand side. Veal still very popular here in Canberra. Drives baseline on the duty. Kicks it out to Porter. Goes to Musselwhite. Musselwhite, another great left-handed shooter. And she jacked in three. 33.8 seconds. Let's yeah. go on the game. Chester got it one. 82.64. Benny now. Back to Hurst. Hurst on the left wing. Goes back to Benny now. As Benny, falling out of play, he just throws it into Veal. That's what comes with experience of playing around players like that. That's what right. a player fall out of court with the ball. Exactly, she's smart enough to... Benny driving into the paint, kicks it out to her. First, right hand, three pointer twenty two. Well, when you find a shooter like that, it comes very easily. Long pass, first. Oh, loses the handle of it. And in the end, it'll be Sinclair. Bishop getting picked up off the ground. Three pointer twenty two. Oh, got down another three. Abram and Bevelacqua are just laughing. Porter keeping it in the backcourt. And the Capitals have had a big win tonight. It is the Canberra Transact Capitals taking a big win here at the AIS at the Southern Stadium. Michelle is heading over to Coach Terry Graff. 88-64 as Michelle is... Well, with Terry Graff now. Graff, you're going to be happy with that win. Yeah, well, I mean, any time you've been a team like Sydney by 20, it's huge. I think we, you know, we went back to what we did in the grand final last year and we pulled out that tape and we said, look, we're going to have absolute focus on our season from here on out because we're on the bubble of the playoffs. And I think we showed tonight when we're focused and determined we can make special things happen. And they're a classy team. I think we just play with absolute determination and play some great team day and to hold a high-powered scoring team like that to 64 was huge. Well, the big thing is that it was we. There were solid contributions from a number of players out there tonight and that's critical going forward, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's what this team's short on, you know. We're not loaded with super, superstars. We've got some stars, but it's team-focused, you know. We've got five or six people that can step up and score. Maddie Hurst showed why she's a, you know, a point guard coming of age, having 26. 
you know, beating herself inside. Tully was Tully the ball with her persistence and pressure D and she had a great cracker photo. I mean, that was just a, a classy team effort. Right, and a good win tonight, but you've got to shift your focus now to Bendigo tomorrow. Um, obviously, you know, that's another tough roadie and it's a win that you guys have to get. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's as important as this one. I mean, Bendigo have got, got the split on us. They're only one game behind us and it's an absolute must that we get that one. I mean, we, we said this is a playoff game and that's a playoff game and that's how we've got to play it. Good luck for tomorrow. And Michelle is going to head over to Natalie Hurst and have a chat with her. Good night tonight. You've sent up to 26 and you're feeling it's in the first. Yeah, like it was rolling from the start, so I thought, you know, if I'm moving, I'm going to keep shooting it up, and lucky enough tonight, they'll drop them for me. That's right, and the team as a whole seem to have a, a really good focus and determination on getting the job done. Yeah, you know, every game from here on is a final for us, and we're trying to still get that second spot, and, you know, we can still grab it, so if we take one game at a time and think of it as a final, then, you know, our heads are in the right position. For me tonight, one of the things that was interesting was that your scoring was coming from all over the floor. You're knocking down the long range, but your penetration is really starting to pay off some dividends for you. Have you been working on that stuff? Yeah, you know, that, that's what it's got us last season. We, we penetrate, we went inside and we hit outside, and you never knew where the points were coming from every night. So a bit of the old cup's back and we're looking, we're looking tough for my So you'll enjoy the win tonight, but you've got a big game again tomorrow. What's the focus for tomorrow? Um, you know, last, last time we played Bendigo, Kathleen, the crowd, Pretty much good, good up guys. You know, we didn't defend her well on ball screen, so we've been focusing a lot on that. If we're going to start her down and start the running game through her, you know, we're in a good position. Her and Gabe Richards and Karen Affrey, they're three big, and we've been working on that, so take it to them and we'll see how we go. Good luck. Uh, we uh, see Michelle is heading over to Karen Dalton now, so we'll hear from uh, the Karen, tell me not the result you wanted tonight. Oh, I think when you lose by hour, if it's 24, I don't think that's any result anyone wants. But they played well, shot the ball well, and I thought we were really disappointing in our execution of offense. The defensive pressure took you out of your game, or do you think it was more than that? No, I think we missed a lot of shots. I think our shooting defense was pretty poor, and I thought in the first half we missed a lot of easy options. And, um, you know, I, where I'm disappointed is not so much 64 points that we scored, but the 84 po- 88 points to give up. And, you know, I think we left them too many wide open looks. They did, they shot well through the game. Going forward, you've got about a dozen, half a dozen games to go, I should say. Um, you know, you refocus, I guess, on, on some defensive work. Um, and what else will we be looking at sort of going into the final series? Oh, we'll, I mean, we'll obviously evaluate this game, move on to Danny Long, which uh, we've got next week, and um, continue to do a bit of work on the things we've been working on all year. We have played well up until this game. This is a bad game for us. We've got to learn from that and move on. And the girls were able to do that easily. Did I understand? You know, you have those games, you move on, you get on with it and get the job done next week. Uh, we've had quite a few games like this this season. So I think every single loss we've had this season has been a pretty disappointing performance. But full credit to Canberra. I think they played really well. Thank you, John. Thanks very much to uh, Karen Dalton. As Michelle heads back into the throng, we'll uh, be looking to uh, speak to a few more of the Canberra Transact Capitals with a big win tonight, 88 to 64. It is, uh, well, an important win, as we said, for the Capitals. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy, that's a great win for you guys tonight. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, we owe them, and um, well, I don't even know where the point spread was, but we're happy with that. <laughs> that's 
And uh, looking at the turnovers, 5 to 10. Townsville turned over the ball 10 times. So like to turn the ball over and, and, and give. still busy up. You know, that shooting percentage is obviously helping them a bit with that. In the Rangers, it's McInerney with 12 points. I've just finally looked at the top scorer. <laughs> we have, as we have seven minutes remaining in that game, eight Shirley Hammonds and seven Larissa Anderson. Brogan with 10 rebounds, Hammond with four, and Anderson with three. No, you expect Emily, but when, you know, she's a then things probably aren't going as well as you want them to. You she, she can score, she's just not... She just doesn't do it. Not not her, not yeah. Emma Randall with 14 points, Elise Penaluna with 12 is the leading scorers for Bullying Boomers at the moment, with seven and a half minutes left, 54 plays, 40. All right, those stats aren't getting any closer here, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks for your help tonight. It has been a, a great game. Probably her 26 points really coming of age. Yeah, absolutely, and enjoying her, her basketball. So um, she's doing a great job for him, and, and she gets the freedom because there are so many of them out on the floor um, to, to provide that sort of firepower. So it's crea- she's creating her own opportunities, but the group around her creates for it too. So. Yeah, she's having a good season. All right, then. Well, Michelle, thanks for your help. You'll be joining John Keel, I hope, next week, next Sunday, back here at Southern Cross Stadium. Oh, it's tantalising close now as the stats are heading our way. So we will, before we wrap up, give a, a quick, fresh look at the stats. But next week, John Keel comes back to the mic for the uh, Capitals Radio Network. He'll be with Michelle Hocking as we have the... Uh, Capitals versus the Bendigo Spirit. That game is important because I I think all Cap fans are hoping that the series is still one on one and there to be uh, secured. If the Caps lose next week uh, in the next game, it will be the Spirit that has the split. And considering the Spirit are battling for those last finals positions, it is going to be a a, a critical one. Yeah. And just Looking at the stats from tonight's game, we've got Porter with 22 and Russell White with 18 for the Sydney Flames. Um, for Capitals, 26 from Hurst, 17 from Diddy, 14 with Sevalacqua, 10 with Beatty, and a couple there with 8 and 7. So, spreading the scoring around nicely. That's a pretty even across the board. It's purely the shooting percentage here is, is a big um, factor, yeah. I think. You know, 40, Cap shot at like 30, uh, sorry, 48% and with Sydney shooting at 35%. Makes it a tough night. Makes a difference. Well, Michelle, thanks for joining us here. Our first game of 2008 has been a good one if you're a Cubs fan. 24-point victory over the old enemy, the old foe in the Sydney Uni Plains. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. On behalf of Michelle Hockey, I'm Craig Ravel wishing you a very good evening.